0: You're listening to this episode, I have to assume that you've also listened to the previous two. This is the third in my series of uh, episodes about my favorite local albums of 2023. I've been slowly counting down after initially dropping my list from 40 albums down to 20, and then I started making these episodes where I talk about the records that made my list and include some interview clips if I've talked to the artists, as well as song clips from the albums to sort of highlight what it is I like about them. So This is the third installment of this series this year, uh, talking about 2023 releases. So please check out the previous two episodes if you haven't already, and then come back to this one. First up, we have the Psychics album by Paige Drobot. And the Psychics were a band that were around in Winnipeg uh, many years back, and this is sort of the first time this long-promised collection of songs has been released. Uh, Paige, who is the uh, front person of the Psychics, is uh, well known for her own music. She's released a number of EPs, also on the Transistor 66 label, which we talk about in this clip that's coming up. And uh, this is sort of the um, culmination uh, in a long process to get these psychic songs uh, released formally and properly. And it's really good, it's really weird, um, which is sort of the best part about this record, is it's super weird and strange and unusual and awesome and psychedelic and bizarre. And yeah, it's just it's just, it's just really great. Um, I think that if I'd had more time to listen to this, if it had been released earlier in the year, I may very well have ranked it higher. But because it only came out a few months ago, I've uh, you know tried to absorb as much as I can of it. I really love it. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth the pickup. It's kind of one of those oddities because it's nominally by an artist who is currently making music, but it's uh, technically Music by the Psychics, which is an Audi funk band. So we get into all of that in the episode, which I strongly encourage you to check out. But for now, here is a clip from that interview, as well as a song from the Psychics album by Paige robot And this is on, uh, is this on Transistor 66 again?
3: Yeah, yeah, I twisted Art's arm, yeah.
0: <laughs> Did it require a lot of twisting or was he pretty pumped about doing this?
3: Well, I don't know. He No, he was psyched after he listened to it. I think he was, like, surprised. I think the Psychics, like, we did a couple shows that were like straight up free jazz and i think we had like a reputation that like this is going to be like a totally free jazz i don't th- i think he he was like i'll do anything for you page and he said yes and then like listen to it after like these are songs <laughs> these are actually songs oh awesome
0: it's not just like 50 minutes of noise yeah that's cool
3: yeah exactly it could have been right like, yeah you got lucky
0: yeah well it's, it's cool that this is happening too because i mean this is your this is your first full length right
3: Yes, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I've i been, I'm halfway through um, doing a, another full length. And this one's just been, it's always just been in my back of my mind, like I have an unfinished thing, you know, like, so now that that's done, oh the now, next one should be fast. But watch, I shouldn't say anything, because, you know, the psychics record took 10 years.
0: Yeah, you're it's saying actually, it now, and it's going to be 20 yeah. years from now, people will be asking for that right? that record you talked about in a podcast once. And <laughs>
3: exactly. exactly. And I noticed that, too, on the calendar, that it was, like, coming up on, like, a decade since I had been saying that I was going to do it. So, like, yeah, i got to stop procrastinating.
0: <laughs> what, uh, how do you... How do you promote something like this? Uh, I mean, just because like the band is not actively playing shows as the Psychics, right? I mean, you're you're yeah. you're still making music, obviously, but but it's it's with different yeah. people and and all that. And like you said, it's weird and it's maybe does not what people expect. It's hard enough to promote stuff nowadays anyway. Like just with everyone and their dog yeah. releasing music every ten seconds. Like, what do you do I with this?
3: There, yeah, like do you notice that everything changes from even just record cycle to record cycle? Like. Yeah. Last record, you could still email a bunch of blogs and they would write about you if they liked it. Now they all like, it's all payola. Like that's changed in an instant and things like that. Radio stays the same, right? That's the best thing. But how do you promote? I just like to think of artists that I like. And a lot of them are the same deal where they're just going by their own name. Yeah. And they don't have the same band on every record and they don't have the same kind of music on every record. And I just I think that like if you like me, you got to like all of it or you can choose. I don't know. I don't know. I just promoting it like I always do. And I'm excited to finally like be able to promote a full and, yeah. like and go for reviews and stuff. And I don't know. A record just buys you another year of gigs.
0: (laughs) That's true. Until you have to put something else out. Or in your case, 10 years until you have to put something else out.
3: Yeah. And the thing is, by going by your own name, too, right? Like, I could show up with a computer and a choreographed dance routine, right? Like, you get, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could show up with an acoustic guitar and just play. Uh, If you have a band, like, I could show up with my band. I could have a whatever band, right? So it's total freedom to just. Be just you and you can do whatever you want
0: <laughs> have you done uh, a lot of shows that are that are in just kind of radically different settings like that or are you usually just no, with the same I'm players just,
3: like, bluffing, yeah no the worst i'll do is just play acoustic but i always joke like if someone's complaining that oh you're just playing acoustic at the show i'm like well do you want to see my <laughs> like, or like yeah screw it like yeah like um if I I yeah, I don't even have a laptop, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I wish I could break out the electronic page set, but you never know, right? Like yeah.
0: Yeah, one day it could could happen.
3: Yeah, be so Be
0: pretty cool. <laughs> um so is, is there is there a release show for this? Like how how is this um sort of officially being released though, when it comes out on the first? The first, right? Yeah.
3: So I'm piggybacking on Marshall Birch's release. He's doing a release for uh, his Dog Pops project. Yeah, I
0: had them on the the podcast last year. It's great.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we've been in lots of bands together over the years and like the bargains and the psychics used to play together all the time. So um, he's got the back room at the daughter and then I'm going to do a listening party in the front room uh, just before the show, like when doors open. So like 8 o'clock on December 1st at the daughter. And we're just going to like eat and listen to it and then yeah
0: <laughs> that, that seems like a good way to, to put out something like this it's too right
3: place to set up and sell them and yeah yeah just yeah. hang out
0: and have it playing on the, on the speakers it's a good idea yeah,
3: exactly celebrate yeah totally and I think the handsome daughter front room is like that's where we played under every name of the bar right like it's
0: been like 20 <laughs> of them so teams? far yeah
3: yeah <laughs> might as well be there yeah
0: yeah cool <laughs> Up next is Departures by Apollo Suns. I know Ed is probably listening to this podcast, uh, you know, frantically trying to find where his release is on my list, and it's showing up here, so you're just just outside of the top five here, really. And uh, it's a great record. Um, Apollo Suns, as most of you probably know, have been plugging away at this jazz fusion, psychedelic, funk, rock, whatever else you want to call it, um, prog project for a number of years now and this is their first release on vinyl which was super cool to get. Um, as always the artwork is great, uh, the packaging around it is great, they have this whole visual aesthetic that goes with their mutual, musical aesthetic and yeah I can't say enough good things about Apollo Suns. This is probably their best record which you know one would hope at this point in their careers that they're continuing to improve and they definitely are and uh, yeah it's, it's just a really cool album. Um, anyone who knows the band knows how much work they put into every aspect of what they do from touring nonstop to uh songwriting to collaborating to to recording and i think this is just a really good uh, culmination of that whole process so uh departures by apollo suns i'm going to play a clip from my interview with ed who is the guitarist and band leader and followed by one of my favorite songs off the record <laughs> One of the things about your band, I think, has kind of always been the case is that you've been, sort of, uh, pandemic aside, non-stop touring, like, to the point of ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. And so you have this new record out. <laughs> Obviously, that's something that's coming up again, I'm sure, is heading back out on the road to promote this thing. Yeah. Um, what is... Is it different, kind of, going out there now that you have this record? Does that change things at all? Uh, instead of, kind of, touring on EPs or, or you know, just did a few songs here and there?
1: Uh, I... I don't know it might but i think it's just like we're not like an album cycle band right now like we always have stuff coming out we always have new merch coming out so there's always like and we hit so many markets that by the time we do like the loop of like the 20 markets of north america and like the 20 regions it's already like, oh, we already have new stuff coming out by the time we like circle back and like uh, and we're still new to a lot of people. Sure. Like obviously like like in North America, there's what almost like 400 million people. Like so it's like, you know, we're always discovering new. But yeah, it, it I find there is a certain like this balance of like you don't want to go back to the same place too many times without anything new. Yeah. Or it's like I find I find I, I find I'm I, I'm feeling this with Winnipeg, is that we've played the park theater, we've packed the park theater, we've done the um the West End and we've packed that and now we're doing two nights at the Goodwill. So we're kind of like looking for different opportunities of like we want to set up events more so. So I feel like after this album run when we're like solidifying those um other markets like those other cities in north america i kind of want to be like let's let's do something cool yeah. you know like not just a venue show like and venue shows are fun like they're great and there's so much fun but it's like let's do more uh experiential things and, and we're kind of like that's what we we're trying to do with this album release but man the, the city is so hard to work with oh, like man. like how you get permits and find out who owns what property and like Oh my god, the Winnipeg. I don't know. Like, there's some really cool p- people here, but man, the city does not want to work with you to do anything cool. Like, anyway, but I, I mean, there is stuff. Like, obviously, New Blanche, and all yeah. these festivals, yeah. and yeah, there, there's tons of. But man, like, if you don't know the person, it's like a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, well,
0: and you're you're yeah. a, good, a good band for for having that kind of experiential thing too. I think because yeah. you already sort of have. I mean, not sort of. You already have a visual identity just based on sort of the style of. of, of Album artwork, I mean, this new one included, and the, the the covers of your other EPs, and and the merch you have. There's this kind of cosmic, yeah, sort of vibe to it, and and you know, instrumental music too. It, people are sort of putting whatever story behind it that they're hearing. So you can definitely, it's it's not mm-hmm. as sort of direct in that way as as, as songs with lyrics. So you can yeah kind of create a whole world around
4: it.
1: Yeah, and um what also works in our favor is that we are becoming more of like. I don't want to use the word well i will like more jammy so it's like our sets are different every night like we right. pick different songs we'll go in all different ways it's not a plug and play like some bands i know where it's the same set it's a plug and play they have pedals and triggers for everything yeah half of them don't even play <laughs> they have tracks and shit <laughs> yeah. not that i'm gonna shit talk anyone like tracks are great but it's like you know um <laughs> it's a different thing i know some though, yeah. bands yeah. that yeah like, like like some people have like they have a program that automates turning on and off their pedals on and off and i'm like man what for me that's crazy you got because for like that. everything is different yeah <laughs> everything <laughs> is different night to night how i'm feeling is different day to day so my my expression or what i want to express is different yeah. every day for it could have been my coffee sucked that morning so now i'm in a shit mood and all my solos are going to sound like i'm in a shit mood or i could have had a really lovely nature walk and before the show and now it's going to be a really nice lovely show so um yeah we kind of like every show's a little different and uh which is great cuz our like the community that we have uh, the demographic and the people that listen to us love that shit. Yeah, especially in the U.S. Man, the jam band scene in the U.S. is it's it's like <laughs> pretty stereotypical hippie cringe at times, but also like man, those people are supportive and like they are in like they awesome. like if they love you they they love you like they're it's super cool and they're very supportive um but uh yeah so i don't know if i don't like obviously we can tour too much like we're we're always learning about like what makes sense for our band what's going to be the most optimal and how yeah. to for both us personally professionally mentally emotionally all that stuff and allow us to like still put out new music still record still tour but man uh there are some bands in the in all over the world that play like 300 days a year and that's like so what? you know we we're a busy band for a canadian band but canadian bands don't tour a lot you know like
4: other not than just around canada our,
1: yeah. yeah yeah compared to our uh southern friends um yeah
0: And coming up next, we have the new album by Park Lake Setting, which is a local hip-hop supergroup on the Peanuts and Corn label featuring McEnroe, Bazooka Joe 204, and Yai. And as we talk about on the episode in which I interviewed these three artists, um, Park Lake Setting is a group that had existed you know, decades ago um, when they first started putting out music and now they finally have reunited to, to put out this record, This, That, and The Third. And, um, I think one of the cool things about it is, you know, if you've been listening to Peanuts and Corn's releases uh over the past few decades, um there's sort of this flowing group of people who who kind of form into other groupings for each release and they they all work together, they all have different styles that mesh very interestingly when they're in different combinations. And this is a really good uh combination of artists. Uh, uh production as always with Peanuts and Corn stuff is is on point. And all three of them uh, are, you know, despite their advanced age, which I'm sure they don't want to hear, but <laughs> they're all, um, you know, at the top of their games lyrically. I, it's a very lyric-heavy album. Uh, as uh, Bazooka Joe says at one point in the interview, it is very bass-heavy as well, musically, which is a little different from what you might expect from uh, McEnroe's production. But it, it's a solid, solid album. Uh, lots of words coming at you from lots of from three people who have done a lot in the local music scene and beyond. And I really encourage you to check it out. Check out the interview. There's a clip coming up in a second, plus one of my favorite songs off the record. Enjoy.
5: You know, regardless of genre, anytime the old guys are trying to keep up with or sound like young people, it's going to end up whack anyways. There's very few artists over the course of history, unless you're bringing those, unless you're bringing young people in in a very deliberate way, right? Like, someone like bowie later on is bringing in young people to help change what he's Mm -hmm. doing right Mm -hmm. like in rap especially back in the day it was this thing is moving and and evolving so quickly that people get left in the dust and then they try to switch their whole shit up to to try to be to maintain some sort of relevance and boom that's it you know that's that's when you're lost right yeah and i think like we kind of had this weird vantage point being in winnipeg being removed from everything being rappers in winnipeg being you know uh white people in 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 music that wasn't created by white people and stuff and being very critical of
6: of our place in it and stuff um not trying to be things that we're not and stuff all of
5: this perfect stew that just kind of like i mean here we are for for better or for worse where you know uh where we're at but i i'm pretty happy with where we're at with uh as rappers and, and making music and especially on this record right now so
0: well at the time we're, we're talking here i mean the record the record will be out when people hear this podcast it's not out yet but you but you do have um you have you have given some some teasers and you know giving people a bit of a taste of what's what's to come What has the response been uh, i mean because again it's been a long time uh people maybe aren't weren't expecting um the three of you to put out a record um in 2023 what's what's what have people said to you about the uh what they've heard so far if anyone has <laughs>
5: i uh i got a text from my brother who really loved it and he used the word serene uh to describe it which was really that was kind of like a nice thing to hear um but you know like how does everyone feel about it one to three flame emojis (laughs) under every (laughs) 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 Uh, i think our engagement's been pretty good like you know people showed up and and bought copies uh, or, uh, sorry, bought access uh, w- when we uh, released it last week uh, or, you know, in, in the internet future a couple weeks ago. Right, right. But um, I think we're still kind of waiting on returns from it, you know? Berati, you are you getting anything
7: in the inbox? No, no. I would say just what we see on social media other than that. <laughs> my, my dad kidding. and mom my, my mom and dad haven't listened to it yet. They haven't got around to it. So.
0: <laughs> do they usually listen to your stuff? Like, is that do, do you have family as a sounding board?
7: Nope. No, no. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they, they've got the other sixty P and C releases to that's go for right. first. Right? They right get,
7: yeah, it's still gotta they got to the, work. They got the spacey piece somewhere, but like, <laughs> I think they fell off. <laughs>
0: Well, how does this work? I mean, you know, obviously, again, it's not its, it's not—you're not the same situation, any of you, life-wise and, and career-wise and all these things that you would have been when, when Craftsman came out or even when the first one came out. But how does this work now with you? You know, we're not all in the same city anymore. Um, you have this, this record that's coming out that's going to be out. You can't necessarily play shows. Uh, maybe you don't want to play shows. What is the... How do you sort of get this music out there nowadays when, when it's not obviously as easy to as just going three of you going out and getting on a stage somewhere and, and uh, performing it
7: we're hoping you can help us out sam <laughs> Good luck. That's, that. <laughs> that's the conundrum in uh, 2023 right that is that is the pickle it's a very crowded uh world for attention but um you know we're, we're not to to be discouraged as far as you know it'd be nice to have a lot of listeners and our loyal fans have definitely uh been stepping up as far as our band camp support and all that kind of stuff and wanting to show support when they know that it's going to come on on streaming and they don't necessarily have to but they want to so that's been very heartening you know other than that i I don't really know like we're we've definitely you know joe has taken a big active role with the label as far as uh stepping up with our social media engagement and just trying to give more content and so we pushed a lot harder on this record and i think we've found that people were ready for it versus uh, past releases. That's about all you could do at this point, unless we're going to all quit our jobs and go uh, follow the dream. But uh, I'm going to pass on that one for now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, that's, that's, that's fair. I think <laughs> that be the right choice. Um, what's the, uh, so what, what is sort of the situation with, with, with PNC now then? I mean, cause I saw, obviously this came out, that this is, this is a big deal. You've been putting out releases um, pretty consistently in, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, I guess, a lot of them are, are McEnroe solo releases lately. Um, but how, how how active is the label at this point? I mean, is are there plans to get more active now that you have this uh, on the go?
7: I mean, I think it's about, the label is about me producing my friends, right? So I can only do so much. And, you know, I get demos, I get all kinds of things, but we have no interest in expanding beyond that. It makes no sense. Yeah. About, this is about a group of friends who make music together and share with those who are interested you know and so i go through times where i have no time for music but right now even the last two or three years i've had i've made a conscious choice to make more time for music make it back into my life like i think from 2012 to 2020 it was a lot less of a focus i was kind of pushing putting my career to the forefront now my career is stabilized and it is what it is, and now I can, you know, my kids are a little older, all those things have happened, and I can kind of focus on making music with my friends again. Uh, we wish we were in the same city. I think we could do dynamite stuff, but they won't come here, and I'm not going back, sorry. <laughs> so, um, But we'll just, you know, so we do have some stuff in the pipeline. Next year is the 30th anniversary of Pants of Corn, so we have a number of things, ideas going, so I think next year will be a little more, active in terms of celebrating our past and having some new records. We've got some stuff in the pipeline. Um, I will say that I have a I have a new record, a sequel to Brandon called Winnipeg, and that is 95% written. So that's definitely coming out next year. And then we've got some other stuff and some reissues and some re, um, remastered records and stuff to celebrate our oh, cool. past and some, uh, all kinds of stuff. So next year, I think, Maybe we'll even try to get together and play a 30th anniversary show. We'll see how the schedules all line up. Cool. Um, and I, but and uh, I think, you know, just keep the fun going, right?
5: Yeah, you know, the one thing I've noticed, you know, and, and this isn't like you know backed up by data or qualitative research, but it's people. People have been following us for 20 years, 25 years, and they like to hear about the old stuff um so you know we're going to we're going to celebrate what we've done it's i think it's worth celebrating um and uh, and on top of that we're going to continue to release music but and i don't think you know i think those things work together uh as opposed to searching for new ways to get over or anything like that you know like there's no there's no illusions here, you know, like hmm. we're, we're, we're artists, uh, who, and, and, and I think it's important to like, to, to talk, to talk about like, we're artists who are working, right? Like it, a lot of people are, 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 kind of frou-frou about the thing where we work, you know, like we're craftsmen. We put the boots on, we get the writing, we kick the wraps. That's what we do, you know? And, and, um, and so we all got stuff going on, you know, Danny's a Danny's, like, uh, doing his thing, and he's got kids. Roddy's got kids in his career. I'm in university, of all things, right now, uh, juggling school along with this thing. So it's like, we, I think we give it as, as much as we can, and we're stoked to have any output at this point.
2: <laughs> and it's still fun.
5: Like that's Yeah. That's the biggest thing, having that creative outlet and doing it with uh,
6: people who are so talented it is still just personally so fun.
0: Cool. Uh, I was gonna say I like how um you know Rod you said about not wanting to come back, but then you have all of these nostalgic records and Brandon and Winnipeg again. <laughs> so you, see, you seem very, very comfortable uh, talking about the, this this place but not not actually coming back here.
7: <laughs> oh I love coming back. I just can't move back. Right
0: can be, you can't know, be per- the permanent I'd thing, love
7: yeah, I, in an ideal world I would I would come back three times a year to hang out with my friends, but it doesn't you know my schedule doesn't allow it, but I'm not I'm not moving back, but I love being there.
4: That's cool.
2: I was wild and I often wondered what powered me. The closest thing to religion I have is Alex Street. Independent in thought, deed, and strategy. Looking for a family, running away from Aberdeen. Made a beeline for Wellington's with my little crew. Literally underground, St. Louis, spinning in that mystic brew. Singularly driven, wasn't nothing else to get into. Working in a smut shop, sleeping in a living room. Critical, beat down, abstract, lyrical. College ass blog, call me a nerd, I was a criminal. Songs are straight ahead, nothing about. It was subliminal The company I keep is full of fucked up individuals Our fan base difference cause we choose them at random Sick of the rich winning and the losers need an anthem Park like setting, find the cool inside the tantrum Stupid you, stupid moves like Chucky and that's the band, son I got the dope got the stupid juice, make stupid decisions, and I bust the stupid rules, fan base differs cause we choose them at random, sick of the rich, winning so the losers need an anthem, I got the dope. Got the stupid juice, makes
6: stupid decisions, and I bust stupid rules. Fan base differs, cause we choose them at random. Sick of the rich, winning, so the losers need an anthem. I can't front, I'm an asshole, but what I came from, Manitoba, land stolen, never paid for it, fast forward, same story, different page, where you can't afford a decent bad thought on what you make, is stupid, trying to find your way, early 20s, I'm a two-pick. Mid-90s, peeking scene, playing out the blueprint. Putting brothers in my backpack to make the shoe fit. It was too big. The moment was a movement. We knew that. They moved in. bond. only improving. And I bring a baby into the fold. That was my crew then we were tight knit. They like kids. I'm a student of the mic yet. Despite knowing what I knew then. Bad jobs, had loss, back pains, calluses. Daddy's tax right off. Trying to class playing how it is. Never get a handout. Campaign balances. I'm older now. My kid has not he- Exact same challenges. I got the dope, got the stupid juice, make stupid decisions, and I bust the stupid moves.
2: Fan base differs, cause we choose them at random, sick of the rich, winning so the losers need an anthem. I got the dope, got the stupid juice, make stupid decisions, and I bust the stupid moves. Fan base differs, cause we choose them at random. Sick of the rich, winning so the losers need an anthem.
7: Gleam in the cube, cruising past the Rubicon. We got the stupid juice While well, other crews are truly gone Long since disbanded Product abandoned Con- Forgettable, brought into fandom. PLS the trio, not a tandem. Rocking anthems, and it might look effortless, magical, and random. But we still chasing pelican briefs like Ray Grantham. Of the seek beef, see the moon, fake a landing. Blabbing about a flat earth, huh? falling into patterns. They googling your net worth undercover fashion. The passion of the Twitterverse, real time reaction. We get the girl in the purse, do it looking handsome. That's old school, old school. attitude enough to Fill a mansion. Learn from Columbo or whatever played on Channel 10. Learn from Madonna before she knew Sean Penn. Learn from Sonic Youth, Black Flag, man.
2: I got the dope. Got the stupid juice, make stupid decisions and I bust stupid moves. Fan base difference, cause we choose them at random, sick or the rich, winning so the losers need an anthem. I got the dope, got the stupid juice, make stupid decisions, and I bust stupid moves. Fan base difference, cause we choose them at random, sick or the rich, winning so the losers need an anthem. Dope, dope. Juice
0: And finally, I'm going to play a clip uh, from an interview that happened three or four years ago. Um, The the next album on my list is uh, Sacrifice Zones by Greenhouse, who is a solo guitarist who plays, you know, um, instrumental, uh, drone, ambient... Noise, whatever you want to call it, um, music, and uh, he has a new tape out this year. But unfortunately, I haven't had him on the podcast since about 2019. So I found a clip from that 2019 interview, which kind of addresses some of the same things that I think I would talk about him talk about with him now if I did have him on the show about sort of the style of what he does and uh, his reliance on on cassettes as a format to release his music, which I personally appreciate. And yeah, I have a, a big collection of his catalog. Uh, I just generally really like his music, um, it's very calming I guess maybe is the word, despite being sort of chaotic at times, but uh, I, I really dig it, and this is one of the better um, releases from his discography I would have to say. Um, I was uh, It was nice to, to, to meet up with him downtown, pick up a copy earlier this year when I happened to be downtown, and I've been listening to it quite a bit since I got it. So I'll have to get Greenhouse on uh, for another episode at some point this year to talk about this record and everything else that's happened uh, since 2019 but for now you get a clip from that 2019 interview that I think is relevant to the reasons that I enjoy this new record and then there's a song to end us off from that new record Sacrifice Zones. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Just to let you know coming up next is uh, a regular episode. I have a time-sensitive interview that's going to come out as the next episode and then you'll get my top five albums of the year from local artists coming up after that. So... You have to wait a little bit longer to see who's in the top five, but if you're a supporter of the podcast on Patreon, I actually released my full list, uh, full and unabridged list uh, earlier this, this a few weeks ago actually, it was in late December that I posted it on there. So anyone who supports on patreon.com slash you can actually get a look at that list right now and see who is at the top. If not, you're going to have to wait and uh, find out who my top five releases are in the past year. <laughs> This might be a weird question, but are are your whether well, are are calling songs we'll call them songs for the sure. sake of songs? Um, do you feel are, are they about something? Like, are, is there emotion behind it, or is it just the sonics that you're going for?
8: Uh, I don't know if how I mean maybe afterwards. Okay. Maybe, like once you've,
0: you've recorded it, you
8: can, yeah. I don't know if there's. I mean, maybe in the past there's been. I don't know if I, like, sit down and go, like, I'm going to make the most, like, miserable <laughs> sounding. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, if you listen to my stuff, I mean, none of it, it's not, like, I'd say it's all kind of, like, dreary or maybe melancholic, but, um... Is that maybe just a factor of the kind of, the, the tempo of
0: it, and, and...
8: I think it's, yeah, it's the, yeah, the... I mean, the droniness of it, right? The <laughs> droniness <laughs> yeah. of it, and I mean, yeah, it's probably, it's probably all in the same key. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if like I were to like go back and try to figure so it out, to transcribe the Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. probably all in the same key, and it's probably in a minor key, <laughs> so that probably yeah helps yeah. too. But yeah.
0: But there's not. I mean, it's, it's more about the sound you're producing versus the the feeling behind the sound, right? Is that safe no?
8: To say? I mean, I think I think I tend to gravitate towards stuff that is like you know drearier okay. and certainly. Um, like a lot of the electronic music that I like um, sort of has this sort of like sort of feeling of, like very austere and kind yeah, of yeah. chilly yeah um, and it's why I like dub a lot to yeah
0: totally Yeah, because yeah. it has
8: that um, those feelings attached to it so I think that all that is kind of in there or that's those are the sounds that I like. So yeah, I think that's it's stuff that I want to hear. Oh, so is a big showdown
0: record in the window there? Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. I, I, I find that dub is something actually that comes up um, with a lot, a lot of a lot of people that maybe you don't expect mm. would listen to dub just because of uh, again it's the, it's the sparseness of it, right? It's yeah. like making so much happen with so little. Like it's deconstructing something, and yeah. just you can have one drum hit and it like echoes for twenty minutes. It sounds amazing, you know. And it, it, versus. Yeah. People expect you need to cram everything in there to make some kind of a feeling, but yeah, it's uh,
8: Yeah, Dub, like, I'm a admit, total late-comer to Dub, um, but it's like, I have... Like, there's there's so many, like, genres or, like, artists where, like, you know, people are like, oh, like, if you listen to that, you got to listen to, like, this yeah, before. Yeah. And I feel like um Dub, when I finally, like, just... Got into it or found the the records that like were also like the right ones. Yeah, the yeah. right ones were yeah. like, oh, okay. It was this missing piece of the puzzle that, like, from experimental music to like like hip hop and yeah. like oh, yeah, everything yeah. electronic music I was like, oh, this is where this comes from. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah, and so it really like it. It almost like it. It shone a light on like. The rec- you know, the sort of experimental music records yeah. that I really like. I was like, oh, now I get yeah, like, yeah. where this is coming from and now like it's just yeah.
4: yeah.
8: It's been a total um, game changer. That's in a awesome. way. Yeah. yeah, it it's I love it so much. Yeah.
0: Well, I like, guess someone who listens to excessive amounts of reggae, <laughs> yeah. I always have, right? And um like to me I one of the things I always like about just reggae in general, whether it's dub whether it's dancehall, whether it's root stuff, whatever, is the what's not being played, mm-hmm. it's like the spaces in between are so much more evocative than even sometimes what's actually being played. It's just like the way it's spaced out and the way the silence go- fits, you know. And I think yeah. that a lot of experimental music makes good use of that as well. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, especially if you're doing a solo project and it's just you, there are going to be times when you're not playing something or you're playing something very minimal, yeah. And you have to be able to evoke a vocal feeling that maybe a full band would be able to do mm-hmm. with five guys, which is a much easier job on their part, right? Like, so
8: yeah, and I mean, well, wh- I think one of the biggest like lessons that I'm that dub is that dub has taught me, um, listening to it is spaciousness, but especially like as a guitarist, um, uh, I mean, my favorite guitarists have always been ones that like that don't overplay. Yeah. Yeah. I was never, I mean like it was never, my favorite guitarists were never the ones that like could play like the million mile an hour solo. Yeah. Um, but in in the work that I do with greenhouse it's I still will listen back and go like ah like I'm playing too even if I'm doing like the most minimal amount yeah, yeah. of playing it's like it's I'm still playing too much I don't need to play too much so it's really like um and it's really it's a good challenge um you know to try to like play even less I've always said my dream is to like To to have a guitar but not actually have to play it to just do everything on the (laughs) table, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, there if you need it (laughs) exactly, (laughs) or just like just somehow have like one thing happen on the guitar, like play it, touch it once, yeah, and then the rest is all here. But that's not possible. But dub for sure. Like there's just yeah, listening to it and just like hearing the space and trying to go like okay, how like how can I like make that feeling happen with like the tools that I have.
0: I remember reading an interview with um, Lee Scratch Perry, and he said that the type of music he was trying to make was that it felt like you were stepping in glue. Mm. And I really like that description yeah. of it because it like it totally describes exactly what it sounds like. Listen to that kind of stuff, like yeah. just you know. But it's uh, it's a cool just way to visualize it. Like
8: totally stepping in glue, and um, there was a book. It's like the is it Michael Veal just, he's a, it's the it's a book called, it's just called Dub. Okay. I think I've
0: seen that. I've, I've read it, but I've it's it.
8: really good. Um, but yeah, there's like quotes like that in there that are so great. And just the, like this way, like using like, you know, fairly like, like everyday kind of like effects yeah, yeah. and equipment to just like open up this whole new world. That's just like, yeah, totally. Like when you're listening to it, like you. Yeah, they're like they're just they're playing with time, they're playing with space. Yeah, could go on. And, and it's on.
0: super minimal too, which so is crazy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So does that? I mean, is that is there a challenge to for you to to stay minimal? I mean, because I imagine with what you're doing, there's probably uh, a tendency sometimes to get like as many pedals as humanly possible, right? And just load up on that. Like, yeah,
8: that,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
8: Uh, I mean, the biggest my biggest thing has always just been to like to play as little as I, like is interesting to me which yeah. like I'm my own worst enemy so I'll often just play more or listen back and be like oh I was moving way too quick or sure. I was not giving something enough time um, as far as gear goes um, the great thing is uh, well not the great thing I mean I'm limited financially yeah. so,
0: yeah, so you can't buy some ridiculous yeah gear. and
8: I think that like it does encourage it does encourage you to like to use what's there yeah. or like, you know, when you, if I, you're up against the wall and you need that other piece to do the thing you want to do, then, then it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's, but I feel like, I feel, I feel like I buy the same type of effect okay. every like four years. So it's okay. like, I bought a delay pedal. What's the difference? Well, it does like one thing that yeah, the other yeah, one yeah. didn't do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to keep it. I mean, I still have a bunch of gear, so I wouldn't call it minimal, but yeah. in terms of what you could do. Yes, it, you, you could go out of control yeah. for sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I like to try to keep the, again, the sort of like with an ear to like um, try to obscure like what's doing what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's amazing like pedals that like boutique companies are making, but I feel like they also start to have that like, even if it's a super wacky sounding pedal, you know it as soon as you hear it. You know it's a guitar pedal. Yeah, yeah. or you know yeah. it's like, oh, it's that pedal. Like, sure, yeah, yeah, because yeah.
0: you've heard enough people use it, and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. Which is again, maybe, maybe I'm just justifying the fact that I can't afford <laughs> them. I don't know. But. but
0: no, I mean, if you can do it without having to go out and buy all this stuff, I mean, mm. that's you know, obviously it's working for you, right? Like, I mean, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I
8: mean, I'm sure, like, I'm sure they they're you know the like. The music that I've always wanted to make could just be done on a laptop, but yeah. I don't know how to use one, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> do you uh, do you hear sounds from, whether it's consciously or not, from, from records you're listening to that, that, I mean, dub's a good example maybe, but in other genres that, that kind of seeps in? Like, I mean, if you're listening to, can you pick up sounds in, in your recordings that, like, oh, this mm. must have been influenced by insert band here kind of thing? Right. Uh... Or is it too kind of abstract for that?
8: I don't know if it's abstract. I mean, it's it's nothing like... Um, what am I trying to say? I don't think I'm that good that I've, like, created something <laughs> that's, like, that unique. Oh, that
0: yeah, your influence is going to come through no matter yeah, what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then um, do you hear them? Like, what would you listen to, I guess, outside of things that maybe directly influence this mm, stuff? Right.
8: Well, I mean... Um, the 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 whole sort of like my sort of gateway into like experimental music I guess was like heavier music yeah. so bands that were on like Hydrahead records okay, and, yeah, like yeah. Southern Lord and um probably others that I can't think of but I mean Hydrahead was a huge still am like a huge yeah. huge fan of their like their back catalog um and so like labels like that would have um you know like either band you just like just loud heavy bands they would have like passages or parts of an album or a track on a record that would be like weird soundscapey stuff but it was being used but being made by like instruments that I you know when I was 18 or 19 or in my 20s or whatever I was like okay I don't exactly know what's going on but I know it's like guitar bass and drums. yes
0: yes you know it can be replicated yeah
8: I kind of know what's going on Um, so I mean I'm not far. I mean I still listen to all of that stuff. Yeah. So I mean I think that stuff's always there. Um
0: I can I can relate to that though. I mean I got into a lot of Instrumental stuff like jazzier instrumental stuff through some later Black Flag records. Right. It's like you know, which doesn't seem like it should work, but it totally made yeah. sense. Like, yeah, it's just how you, yeah. you hear
8: the thing. You're like, oh, now I understand yeah. this over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Now, now I go to this, and this is totally different instrumentation, but I get it because I liked what these guys were doing, and I got into them because I wanted to hear punk rock. You know, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
8: yeah. yeah. So I mean, that I don't know if I think in terms of like volume. Uh, maybe when I play live, some of that stuff is in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still using like, you know, two twelves and like a, like a four twelve and hundred watt head and stuff.
0: Um, well, I guess you could potentially use something much smaller. I could. Can, like you, yeah. But, yeah.
8: Yeah. Um, but I think, I, and maybe it's again, just from that coming up and on that kind of music and playing in those bands yeah, yeah, yeah. previously, it's just like, no, I still want, you want some volume. <laughs> I still want that there. Or like yeah. it's just me up there and I want to have like, you know the sound yeah for sure happen for sure yeah
0: saying before most of your stuff's been released on tape right Mm -hmm. was that a personal aesthetic choice or was that just because tape seems to be one of the formats that works for that kind of music
8: um or both it's what's both um i mean yeah like chris jakes and cole like the stuff that they did with prairie fire tapes like that was yeah yeah they came up to me and were like we'll do a tape i was like okay yeah that's awesome Yeah. Yeah. yeah and certainly like at that like those early releases too that was a lot of that this like genre at the time there was just like it was just tapes and cdrs yeah so it's kind of like making the jump from cdr to tape was like oh man like yeah yeah
4: yeah
8: got it on tape um uh, but i mean i'm also like a a record collector so hopefully down the road yeah yeah something happens on on vinyl but
0: i think that's pretty much everyone who that's everyone's extreme right yeah, it's just the cost inevitable. is so unrealistic that yeah 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 yeah,
8: yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, tapes are great, and yeah. like, it's—I think it's great that like, it's a physical thing, and that people are into it and totally, excited yeah. by it. And, yeah. yeah, well, yeah,
0: it's always interesting because uh, I mean, I—I I was actually listening to another podcast today. Um, I'm not going to name it, but if they're listening, they know who they are. <laughs> and um, they—they were—it was—they were interviewing another local musician who I also know, and they were talking about tapes, and as if like, they're—they're they're younger, you know, they're in their 20s, all these people, uh-huh. and they were just having this conversation about. How they can't understand why anyone would want to listen to a tape. Oh, yeah. And to me, I was, I was getting mad listening to this. I'm like, what? Are you? <laughs> because I never stopped listening to tapes. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess it, it is a format that has kind of uh, not a reputation, but it has like a, you know, there's people who listen to tapes and then yeah. there's people who will never ever go near them. Yeah. Because either they didn't grow up with them or it makes no sense to them in 2019 to buy a tape. Yeah. Like, do you care about that at all? I mean, I know your stuff's available online, bad camera uh-huh. kind of things too, right? So, yeah. I mean, is it like, uh-huh. do you ever consider the, the viability of tape? I mean, I love tapes. I'm glad mm. that they still do this. I'm glad those labels still do I mean, I'm wearing a Dubditch shirt. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, right? I mean, <laughs> but, but, like, do, do, do you ever consider that, like, the kind of whether more people might be hearing it if mm. it wasn't put on tape, or do you care? Uh,
8: I mean, I think I think because I've always, like, like preferred physical formats, yeah. um, the fact that, like, a label was willing to, like, create... A physical format yeah yeah that was my music was like that's like exciting enough. living the dream yeah <laughs> yeah um I mean I think I mean maybe to go another way if if someone wanted to do like if it was like a digital only um label maybe I don't I don't know maybe I shouldn't even say that um maybe like maybe I'd be less inclined sure like sure. I, I think I think it's important for music um or it's important to me anyway for there to be um, you know, a physical object if someone wants it. Totally, yeah. Um, I mean, that said, like, there maybe I'm just full of shit because there's amazing, amazing releases that I bought that are just digital only. So maybe it's my own thing. But um, I mean, I think everything that I've, I've that I've released is available digitally too. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that it's there for, and it, and it, the labels, I think too. I mean i haven't self-released any tapes oh so that's my next question yeah yeah i know i did <laughs> yeah. i did did some like cdr stuff back in the day the day yeah yeah um <laughs> uh so maybe maybe i'm like not fully i'm sure maybe the tape labels of yes and they'd be like oh yeah I'd never <laughs> no, that guy yeah yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. yeah digital yeah. only yeah 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 <laughs>